0: we're back at you another episode of this life ain't for everybody podcast thank you all for joining us we're still coming at you with the quarantine series today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by uriah Faber's ultimate fitness sacramento california the premier gym of cross training of mma training all different styles weight training the top trainers in the country boxing coaches joey rodriguez they produce some unbelievable fighters and chad mendez clay guida and so many more that are on the ufc cards today's guest of our podcast he's back again aka the california kid he is becoming the renaissance man of mma going into so many different avenues of business what an entrepreneurial spirit uriah faber welcome my brother how are
1: you man how you doing
0: good how you doing good.
1: got the baby here i with cali
0: on am hi cali hi cali what, what are you doing
1: what oh. the doggy say that's right. <laughs> woof, woof. <laughs> is this your, is this your, is
0: this your, uh, your main, uh, your main, um, style of exercise these days being a dad now? For your yeah.
1: Eye? Yeah. We were, we left, we left the house She had about a five hour walk
0: yesterday. So five, she five? takes
1: multiple naps during that time. We stop let her walk, you know, try to take care of business on the walk. Here we
0: are. I like it. Where, are you in, are you uh, are you um staying quarantined mainly though? What what's going on with the gym? Did I I assume that it had to shut down for now, yeah?
1: Yeah, we're we're a hundred percent shut down. Um, I have been since they suggested it. Uh just trying to abide by the rules and and stay uh you know, an active part of the community, do my part, you
0: know. How do well, you
1: feel about this whole thing?
0: Man, it's been weird times. I'm I'm I am trying to Stay optimistic Which I've done a good job at I've been I've been trying to work out I'm doing a lot of A lot of the Herschel Walker style At home Box You know Box squats And some jump squats And push-ups Sit-ups Abs I'm doing some cardio But as far as Like the whole thing I'm thinking of it like I'm going to abide By the leadership And trust in our doctors Our research Our scientists And if they're going to Tell me to Isolate and, And not be around Big groups of people Then that's That's what I'm going to do Right now And just hope for the best and that we get out of it sooner than later.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's going to be real scary for the economy. I know. You know. I mean, there's never been anything like this, so I, I hope this isn't going to be the protocol whenever something like this happens. Because uh, if you look at the numbers, all the different ways that deaths are caused across the globe. You know, this is this is definitely one of the viruses, or not. There's been some scary times, like the Spanish flu back in 1917, but I think 50 million people died the Spanish flu. We're at like over 100 million or 100,000.
0: Well, right? if you look back, not even that far in history, just in the the outbreak when Obama was in office, it killed a half a million people. Um, Did it? Uh, maybe more than that. I don't even remember the numbers exactly, but it was way more than this when Obama was in office, and they didn't shut down the economy like this. It's this. Uh, yeah, this is pretty much curious. unprecedented, man. Yeah, I'm curious
1: what what the difference is, but I mean, these guys know what they're doing.
0: I think they do, and I, I'm just following it and, and just saying, "Hey, man, if it's if it's going to be one of the uh, one of the things that we have to do right now is." is not go into groups of people, I can do that. The part that scares me, though, is like what you said, is that how long can your business shut down for and you be able to sustain it? How many people are you going to have to lay off? Um, these casinos, these big casinos that can't do business. I mean, can you imagine the strip in Vegas being shut down?
1: Yeah, it's wild, man. It's really, everything.
0: It's crazy. But, you
1: know, we're living in it's history,
0: I'm not gonna bitch about it. I'm just gonna adapt and hopefully overcome it.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: All right, uh, so let's uh let's talk about what I wanted to talk to you about today. Tomorrow's a big day for you. It is going to be the the launch of your new movie called Green Rush. That's now, right. Yeah. When you say it's your movie, explain this to me.
1: So uh well, I have a production company called Fabrox Films. And we've been working on a bunch of stuff uh, over the last seven years, like getting things prepped and kind of learning the business and whatnot. This is our first feature film that we, uh, you know, we hammered out this last year, and uh, it's, a, it's an awesome story. It's really a cool process to see the whole thing come together, but it's about a, a robbery at a. At a we're Wanna Farm in Northern California. We've got Andre touchy Keely, who's one of our teammates, who's this his acting debut, and then a bunch of great actors, uh, that, that, kind of poured their heart and soul into this thing. So, uh, you know, we, we ended up selling it to Lionsgate, and they're, they're launching the whole, they're launching the whole product, the whole, the whole movie nationally tomorrow. So, it's my movie because, I was a producer on it. I'm not in the movie. But it was, it was, uh, it was one of the, the projects that we were able to, to hammer out. And uh, it's our first feature film. We've had some documentaries and some other things, but it's our first feature film, and I'm pretty proud of it. It's pretty awesome.
0: Were you on set every day as the producer?
1: I was on set quite a bit. Uh, you know, at the time, was, we, we filmed it in uh, Northern California at a at a spot where we filmed the whole movie in a single location. So it made it a lot easier to be there. And, and then we had the my producing partner is also the director. And uh, actually the main villain is, is one of the writers. It was really a bunch of guys that uh, that are experts in what they do coming together and, and putting in a hard-working sweat making a similar project. The fact that we're able to buy or the fact that we were able to get to a, a major company like Lionsgate with really the talent, really talented actors, but not any big stars that you would know per se. As of right now, it's, it's a bunch of most people with a lot of potential that you're going to see a lot more of and, and uh, the movie speaks for itself.
0: So so you're saying that you independently shot the movie and then when the movie was one hundred percent edited and post production was done with color correction, audio, everything, you take it to a Lionsgate and they and they give you a certain amount of money to buy it and then they distribute it for you?
1: Yes. That's it. And uh you know, ideally you take it to you know, film festivals and you you would shop it around to a bunch of different companies with the first company that we showed it to and, and their great company is uh is grindstone which is under Lionsgate. Uh, a guy named stan worship i've known for a lot of years and they wanted it right after that so we never even got to, to really show it around too so much we had a good partnership it, it hopefully becomes a, a good working relationship for the future as well because we have a lot of big plans and uh, and we are still you know in control of the international right so at this point you know we're we've got to deal with a distributor for the rest of the world and that's going to be its own deal separate from the the national
0: so was this a different process Uriah when you wrote your book and tell me if I'm wrong when you wrote your book and Paige was doing her book out of your gym do you do you take the idea in your story to a an agent or a potential publishing company and then they send in the writers to write it for you, or did you actually pin your own book and then sell it to a, a company to distribute it for you or a publishing company to print it for you and get it out to the masses?
1: I think a lot of people are different. I had a I had a co writer, but what I had done for a couple of years prior was write a bunch of stuff myself. Now what actually was put out there, um, versus what I wrote, there's a whole bunch, you know, a, a big, big difference, because I'm not, a seasoned professional writer, there was a lot of my concepts, and everything, and then, once that happened, then there was a whole, process where you, you go through, and you do the editing, and you have, you know, originally it was this, and then it becomes that, and it becomes this, and then I had to final look it over, and make all the changes, but, it, you know, exactly how I wanted, but, um, and I'm, and I'm thinking that for most people, maybe a page, page scenario, for example, or a Cody Garvin, for example, that uh, you know, it's a lot more interviews, less of them actually writing.
0: So did you, did you, you had your ideas and you put the book into fruition. Did they give you, did they get, say, all right, Uriah, we're going to put this much money up. We're going to give you this much money in advance. And then they take it, they publish it, get it printed, put the cover on it and then they go and they sell it to the masses online and Walden's books and all of these different retail outlets across the country.
1: Yep. That's the way it goes. So, you know, a lot of times we'll do it in advance and then you get your percentage on the back end and, that's really hard, especially for big companies, uh, to really regulate. So, you know, the thing you can bank on is what really up front.
0: So back to greet back to the movie now, does Uriah Faber finance this deal and then he's he's banking on his his story and your your talents to 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 make the movie and then you you you're saying all right, I got this much money into this deal now you go sell it to Lionsgate and you recoup some of that, but you also get some on the back end of how it performs at the box office
1: that's that's ideally how it happens in this one scenario with uh, the the national field was a was a it was, it was a, it was, it was a little bit different. You know, clients get bought it outright, and uh, and then we do something similar to that on the on the international rights so we profit share chair and put trust people to go and knock on doors and, and sell different territories. It's almost like uh like a paper view, for example, or or Pepsi or Coke. There's people that have the right to sell. Seeing coke in each region, is Sacramento versus a Chico versus Detroit versus you know wherever there's there's different rights and a lot of those rights are gold rights. That's the way it is for a pay per view. There's pay per view providers and partners that have different regions all across the U.S. globe, and it's an individual sale process. So if I if I'm partnering in a, in a pay per view, which I have in the past, you know, you may see a check from this the the ho cable provider in a small city, you know, a year down the road from when the big fish in New York or California actually report their numbers, because it's a longer process and everything else. So, um, that's the way movies work is, and normally the thing that's so unique about this, this project and it speaks to the product and it speaks to the actors and the director and everyone involved, um, Normally the big value is in is big name talent, like you know, you put a Brad Pitt or a Hugh Jackman or someone like that, they can already sell that movie internationally and recoup a lot of costs before they even make the movie. So you're taking a real big risk when you make a, a film without name talent attached. And you really have to make something that, that is impressive. And that's what we did. We, we put our heart and soul into this thing and, and it looks, looks great. And, and uh, the, the specialist at Lions appreciated it. And you know, that's the question they grabbed the grab the movie and doing their part.
0: So is it still a risk to your Faber, or do you feel that you're gonna recoup your initial investment on this project no matter what?
1: You know, I'm, I'm not an executive producer. An executive producer is the one that puts the, the just money somebody puts the money in. I'm not an executive producer, I'm an actual producer. So I help raise the funds. Uh, some of the cast, some of the writers, some of the directors, myself, put some cash in as well, just to put sort our of money really where our mouth is, and and, uh, and yeah, I think we're we're sitting in a, in a good situation.
0: So where do we find it? Does this go in national? The theaters everywhere tomorrow?
1: It's not in the theaters. No one's in theaters right now. We can go up from here, Southern California, but it'll be on demand tomorrow.
0: On it'll demand be, tomorrow, yeah, so not net, demand. not Netflix. It'll be more of like an on demand process on your different yeah, cable yeah, outlets.
1: AT&T, go to on, on demand, search Green Rush, and, and you'll be able to check out the movie. Man, it's
0: uh and what can we, we expect? And what can we process. expect to see? Is it the, is it the energy of a of a Uriah Faber MMA fight, or is it a drama? What can we expect?
1: It's, you know, it's it's an action flick, of course, but uh, there's definitely some twists and turns in there that. It make it uh super interesting. You probably want to watch it twice. You that's some things that you did the first time, and um, you know it's not like action from the get go, but there's some pretty goofy parts about it. And it's it's uh I got a great villain. Paul Telfer is a who's a great actor. He's the he's the main villain. He plays a a dude that that uh, you don't want to mess with in a bunch of different ways. And, uh, he's actually one of the writers as well. So uh, it's, it's, it's a, it's a really, it's a really high, high energy, real, like horror type of drama when it comes to, uh, you know, the action, there's, there's, there's a little twist and turns that, that make it a little bit more than that.
0: So... Are you telling me that you kind of have a little bit of a Quentin Tarantino characteristic to your production style, Uriah Faber, with the twists and turns, and you have to watch it more than once?
1: You know, I'm not the I'm not the production I'm not the production guy. I, I mean, I'm not the, the director. That's that's my my partner, Jared he, he's definitely got an uh, edge to him when it when it comes to the, t- the kind of stuff he creates, and, and he did a good job with this, but. Um, you know, this this one is more just high uh, action, intensity, a good storyline. It, it gives people a look into to a story that most people only get to see. You know, Northern California is for a long time been a hotbed for for marijuana, and especially now medicinal marijuana. And that's strange to some people in other states, in other parts of the country, in other parts of the world. So it's it's a it's the darker side of. Of something
0: has become real legit. So are are you um is it rated R? Is it kid friendly or is it is it an adult movie?
1: It's an adult movie.
0: Hundred percent Yeah,
1: R R rated.
0: Yes, and there's no cameo by by uh Uriah in it?
1: No, not this one. All behind the scenes. In this.
0: Do you have plans for acting? I know you've done yeah. some.
1: You know, I've been in—I've been in uh, some scripted shows. Been in myself and, and a bunch of scripted stuff. I was in that Rampage movie, uh, which was an awesome experience. It's a big budget film. The Rock was the star of. Um, and I definitely like to do more for sure, but you know, I just once you get to, to understand that this entertainment industry. I just it made me want to do more than just be on screen. I think that's something that I enjoy. It's something that, uh, it's, you know, I have aspirations for. But I, I, I like that we did putting all together. You know? Being able to do it, I what I've been able to do in this film was a lot of fun and it's really rewarding.
0: And how is this transitioning into your? Your workout time, your fight game. Are you? Are you? Are you fighting still? Are you grappling still? What's on the? What's on that front for you, Raya?
1: Well, to be honest, this quarantine for a strange time. I've been, like I said, going through long walks uh, with the baby and and everything else. And this this movie was long since since passed. We filmed this, had it all wrapped up a long time ago. I'm not the director. I'm not the editor. I wasn't an actor. I was put pieces together. So it hasn't been a ton of time on my hands. Just you know, getting the word out there that oh, people know that there's a, uh, some, some entertaining, an entertaining movie out there for them to watch. The sports, is my job now. That's just just spreading the word.
0: And, and do you, are you, are you looking to fight again? You think, or are you kind of, are you kind of getting more transitioned into this, this movie career?
1: You know, I, I, I don't plan on having a long career for anything. Uh, you know, at 40 years old, I, I had kind of a, uh, like a personal little, little deal. I had four fights up in my contract and I wanted to wait for it. 40, four fights, 40, just kind of like a life hack. And, uh, And so, you know, at this point, I'm two fights into that four fights. I could easily do two more if I wanted to. Um, I'm not not opposed to it, but right now I'm just focused on the kind of weathering the storm in this this weird time in this world, you know, being a good dad. But uh, I'm going to get myself in great shape and see how I feel from there.
0: How far are you from great shape right now?
1: I'm never that far off. No, I, I don't. I don't get out of shape, uh, even if I'm inactive. You know, I've got a lifestyle of good health and activity. So, um, and I could say about maybe four weeks of, of serious training, and I'd be tip top shape.
0: And what's your diet like right now on quarantine? Are you uh, are you finding yourself cheating a little bit more, or are you staying pretty pretty focused on that as well?
1: Uh I'm uh, you know, eating less than I'm feeling less and then trying to make sure that it's healthy food. Yeah, we're doing a lot of homemade homemade stuff. My mom's been around, she's so been doing a lot. But uh, it's, it's it's about the same. I always stay pretty healthy. I have a little ice cream here right in there, but that's uh, something you got to do.
0: What are you doing personally with Makuni being closed? Are you getting curbside takeout? Because I know you're a, a huge sushi fan.
1: <laughs> I did get. Take out one time from uh community and one from Canon, so I'm I'm uh I'm definitely you know treat myself every once in a while, but it's not a not an everyday thing
0: unfortunately. <laughs> Isn't it amazing how it's just something as simple as sushi or a good workout in your gym? How we how we almost take things for granted when it's stripped out from under us like this.
1: Yeah, it's been a weird time, man. It really has been. A lot. I'm curious how the world's going to bounce back at, and curious, you know, what the, uh, what the long-term effects are going
0: to be. I lost your video, Uriah, if you can, oh, there you are. Yes. Back.
1: Somebody, somebody called
0: me. No, that's no problem. So, so yeah. you, you, but isn't it it's just a weird time to where, I mean, I don't know if you see it at all, but just something as simple as, as going to the gym when it's taken away, it just shows you how blessed we are to have the lives we get to live. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, we really are blessed. This is is really a uh, a time where you where you appreciate things and and hope you get to get back for everybody.
0: And how 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 strict are you being on the social distancing? Are you doing anything with friends at all, or is it all through Facetime like this, or uh, the Zoom app, or are you getting together with anybody working out? I I I would assume no, except maybe just your immediate family.
1: Yeah, no, I took a walk yesterday And I stopped by my mom's house in the backyard We up our social distance And then walked over to my buddy Tommy's house Social distance there But other than that, I've been in the house And around and around the house
0: Yeah, it's just the, you just got to get creative, don't you? You're finding time to yeah. do other things And just getting creative Like a five-hour walk That's not normal for anybody in the world To go on a five-hour walk
1: no, I wouldn't
0: mind being able to go for a five-hour walk. It yeah, be all day, but, you know, it's so a to keep on a Yeah, I agree 100%. So tomorrow's the big day, Green Rush. It's, it, what time of the day can we expect to be able to go on any Anytime tomorrow? Uh, I believe so. you got to send me a graphic so I can put it out there and uh, text me that graphic when we get off of here. Okay and then and then um i'll watch it tomorrow i'll do a little show on my on my rating of it and give you my honest feedback i can't wait to see it all right brother yeah please do be safe out there i'll i hope the gym gets opened up sooner than later i want to see your fighters get back in the octagon and um we'll get together here soon and get to Makuni and have have some good sushi
1: for sure, brother. Appreciate it, man.
0: Have a good one. All right, Uriah Faber. Thanks for the update. Green Rush, everybody, opens tomorrow on demand. Check it out. Watch Uriah Faber's movie project, The Green Rush. Today's episode of This Life Ain't For Everybody was brought to you by Uriah Faber's Ultimate Fitness, Town, the Cali Kid. Check it out in Sacramento, California. Tom, hit that button. This is Leith Lofton. What you going to do when the money's all gone?
1: I'd rather be poor it off in a hole, riches hill, without Life on earth won't last too long. So what you gonna do when the money's all gone?